0: Good morning, and it's April 2nd, 2019. Hey, isn't that ironic up in the Northeast? April 1st, April Fool's Day, You it was snowy and windy and cold. April 2nd, well, now it's just cold. I guess it's uh, true. you don't like the weather, wait five minutes. But we are in the Northeast, so we do get weather. We do get cold right up until July or August. No, just kidding. So... Praise uh, praise the Lord for giving us another day. Praise the Lord for his grace and mercy uh, and his faithfulness, which is new every morning. Thank you, Lord, that uh, your mercy is still on this nation because he hasn't taken us out yet. The people of this nation uh, It's not as much the land that the Lord carries. It's, uh, it's about our know, we, are, are we as humans, sinners. Um born sinners and to be born again by himself to restore us and destroyed the earth sin has destroyed the earth and is destroying the earth that's why this earth and the form of it is passing away and there's a new earth and a new heaven ready to reveal itself um where there will be absolutely no sin jesus christ who will be lord and king of that city um Genuine Christians will be, uh, his body, and he will be the head, which is the mind, the eyes, the mouth. Uh, I'd be glad myself that I wanted to worry about my mouth. Uh, reaching to the flesh to speak, and, or reaching to the spirit. That's that Romans chapter 7, uh, struggle that every one of us had. Those who say they've overcome that struggle, I says, may learn it, but it's still there. We still have the capacity in us, in the fleshly nature, to stumble. Anybody that says, well, they no longer stumble, they beyond it, uh, they're, they just called God a liar. Um, because we still have that sin nature within us. Uh, but it grows smaller and smaller the more we become more like Jesus. And it's not by our doing, it's not by just going to church, it's not just by um reading the bible it's by knowing god's by going spending intimate time with him um and that's oh, I guess that's it's a lead to this one back on July okay, I guess I parked right under uh, incorrectly under the light I should have went the other way back on december twenty fifth uh tw- december fifteenth twenty thirteen That was coming uh, near. To the end of uh, another blessing Amazon season. Uh, well, I probably would have had another month. I believe this year this They kept me over to January a little bit. But not as much. Um, coming to the end of that one. Beginning one. okay God, what's next? Um, I had a church that God put me into down there. Blessed Church, good brothers and sisters in Christ. I hear now that... Um, they become divided yet again. They were divided, broke away from another church because of uh, unsound doctrine crept in. Uh, Jezebel's spirit, a false teaching crept in. And I hear it crept in again out there uh, and split it again. So God's not pleased with that one. A lot of times he can use um, those things to bring people to where he needs them to be if we become comfortable In one location. And yes. We are a comfortable. Fleshly uh, individuals. Where. You know. We want to get to the points. We want to. Unfortunately. We take God for granted. He blesses us with stuff. To be a blessing to others. Never ever. Will we see in scripture. Are we blessed just for ourselves. We're always to be a blessing to others. Um, Even people of Israel. Were given that land. To bless others. Not to pad. Not to line their own pockets. That's. Satan, when he comes in the tempt us, saying, well, look, you got that extra. Enjoy the extra. And then just store it. Keep it. Because you don't know what's going to come down. No, that's not trusting God. We're to trust God on a daily basis, not on a yearly basis. We don't look at our, just look at our budgets and says, well, okay, I guess I can give God 20% now. Give 10% to the church and 10% to help others. God owns it all. When we're truly, genuinely saved, we're turning over the title to Him. We're saying, okay, Lord, I can't do this. I see that I need you. I see that I can't work according to your commandments, according to your standards. I can't serve you. I can't be the, if you're a man, I can't be the head of the household the way The church says, I have to do it. I have to do it according to what you have to say, who is the head of the church. I I have to surrender everything to you. Grace comes upon each of us individually. God doesn't corporately pour out his grace and his mercy per se. It's every individual member saved, and that's That corporate mentality is what is coming up when all are born again. If you got unsaved individuals that are in the church, members of the church, influencing the leaders of the church, that's not of God. That's Satan that crept inside with his people, his children, to go in to plant that little seed of doubt, that little seed of change according to the world's way. We stay on the doctor. We stay on the word of God. We stay on his narrow path. It's not for binding. Some people think, well, the narrow path or guide rails, uh are too binding. It keeps us in. We don't look at his word, the Bible, as rules anymore. Those are sinners. Those are lost people To say, well, it's just not a bunch of rules. I says we don't look at his rules. We look at it as a, as a loving God trying to protect us. To keep us safe. He doesn't want us going off on the wrong path, on the, over to the broad path, which he knows is going to kill us. It's going to destroy us. Satan wants to just cloud it over. Satan does have the capacity in Second Corinthians to disguise himself as an angel of light. He could come in looking like he is Satan, and he will do that um, in the person of Antichrist. When the church is removed, when the Holy Spirit is removed, when the Holy Spirit dwells in genuine believers, but He only dwells in those that are not going to hide them, that are not going to cover them over, that's not going to He is the teacher, the counselor, the comforter. He is our strength. And we can't do it, we can go into the gym and buff up all we want. That means little in the kingdom of God. It's not about the physical strength. That's where the born again comes from. That's what um, God gave John, the Apostle John, to write about, must be born again. Yes, we have to be born again. No longer, not of... Going to the verse here. I'm going to use the ESV because it's a little easier for... You know, some beginners to understand out there if you're new to the faith or some of that, or if you're pondering it. Yes, we all know John three sixteen. For John for so loved the world, for God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that who shall ever believe in him. See, Satan has come up with another John three sixteen. He's left out that part saying, "Oh, God so loved the world that he gave his Son to save the world." How many? of you lost and deceptive person, you may not think you lost, have heard that version of it. I've actually heard it around, but I know it's not true because I myself has become born again of God. Um, born again, it's putting his spirit in him. It's not just repeating a prayer. When you're letting a man or woman, um, of course, if a woman's in a pulpit, that's not of God. That one's all over scripture. Anybody that says otherwise, you're lost. You're blinded. You're being deceived by Satan. I'm sorry. I'm not demeaning woman. I'm saying what the word of God says. There's an order. That one's already out there. You know, God put that on my heart last week to put it out there. It's up to look at it. God's order was the order of heavens and the earth. The creation's on it. Then he created uh, Adam. Actually, he created Adam afterwards, actually. Created the garden but no one was in it yet. No human was in it yet. Created Adam, started tending it, and then he created the animals. And the first Adam was given the ability to to name them, whatever he said. if He says cow, horse, skunk, bull, whatever, I mean, I mean, we all don't know what was in it. We know the animals we see in front of us, so we don't know what else was out there. Some people can say dinosaurs. I don't know, was there? We don't know. We don't see them now. So, usually if God puts something, he's not going to let him go away. So, that's just my take. So, I'm not going to get a debate with science. I'm not going to say, well, show me proof. I don't I don't care what your proof is. Where's the word of God? I'm not saying that it didn't exist. I'm not saying that. I'm saying the word of God. Our calling is to stay with the word of God. Not go away from it. The whole word of God. The whole concept of God. You know, Satan can raise up a Bible that um, that leaves out scriptures throw that one in the trash because that's where it belongs. it's trash. it's not the word of God it thinks there's a warning in revelation saying you add to it, you add to my word or take from my word you be in the lake of fire, you're cursed. those that do such things are cursed they can they got breath in the lungs they can repent before God and then take down everything they can throw all that stuff away they can burn it. they can have a big bonfire, you know a big weenie worst or um they could cook s'mores on the fire out there. Uh, I like s'mores. Okay. Um, but this verse here, it's over here in John chapter 3. I started out with verse number 1, actually, so the context. Now, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The Pharisees, the rulers, one of the religious leaders, they had the scrolls. They had the Book of Law, which is the first five books of... Every Bible. Yeah. You know, that's the Torah. That's the law of Jews. Today they still know that is the books of Moses. They still can't you know, Moses was the first priest so to speak. Um, first pastor, some of us use it out there, you know, first had, he was the first leader. He's the one that got it was actually God actually before that, but um he's the one that first spoke of Messiah is coming down um uh, to the earth. And then he'll go back up to his throne again. That's Jesus. Jesus Christ is the Messiah. Christ means anointed one. Savior, Yeshua. He is the anointed one that's mentioned throughout all the Old Testament. All the prophets. So if you're ever speaking with a um, a Jewish brother or sister, remind them that. Don't just say Jesus Christ as we know him. I said that's the Greek uh translation of it. That's the Greek name, that's the Gentile's name. And yes, he is Jesus Christ out there. But he's also the Prince of Peace that um Isaiah mentioned to it. He also is the Messiah. He also is I am, as he spoke uh, to the brothers there, and they were ready to stone him. You know, he is God when it was that he is kind of the Trinity. He is the Lamb of God. Was the Lamb of God, and He will be the lion of the tribe of Judah when He comes down to judge the earth. Yes, He will be. The next time He comes down to this earth is to judge all wickedness. All that's against Him. All the hates. We should hate the same things God hates. He hates sin. He hates idolatry. He he hates what Lucifer's done is turned around. You know, His order. For His, trying to get for His own personal gain. Those that, we're still, when we're first born in the flesh, we have that sin nature that comes from Adam and Eve. Right from the beginning, God didn't institute it like that because that wasn't his order. Adam and Eve were perfect. They had perfect fellowship with God, intimacy with God. It destroyed when they chose to go against him. You know, don't get so confused. Don't listen to false preachers and say, well, everything was Adam's fault why don't you try opening your Bible and asking God to open open your eyes and read it that's not what the Bible says was it all Eve's fault nope God don't say that either they both willingly chose to disobey when Eve gave Adam food after she received it she took it she's the one that had the conversation however Adam was standing there he should have Stood up. He already had authority. He should have stood up. Like I was to stand up. When our wives become stupid. Uh, and start talking to Satan. To come and say. He's not the a- angel from God. He Satan. God rebuke him. Send him back to where he came from. And he would have departed. Flee from him. Look up. Start worshiping the true and living God. And then you see him flee. That's our part. When we see that weakness, when we're not in the home, if we think we're saying, well, I'm going out, we're making a lot of money, you know, keeping the roof on our No, you're not. Satan has got you out. You received his blessing so he can get in there after your wife and uh, and/or kids if you have it. Now, yes, you go out and work, but if you're going out out there, it's just like, remember, I just noticed that when as I'm studying for, this last paper that I paid for that probably won't be graded because I got a seminary leader that has strayed from uh, strayed from God's calling out there and just wants to receive the money. receiving the money, but he's him and his staff are not giving. That's like going to a school. You pay all this education, but you don't get the degree. You don't get the grading. So you know how you're doing. So if you know you need to redo it. You know, there are actually seminaries out there that are calling themselves seminaries, but they just want to give their words. Look at the textbooks. Are you getting more textbooks written by humans or is it all scripture? That's a true discipleship program. That's a true scripture when it's all scripture. When you will get a man of God that will proclaim, uh I think in that case there, yeah, a woman could be a teacher. I'd never be a teacher of women. But it should be only in the word of God. If you're starting to add other commentaries, if you're starting to add opinions in it, the moment opinions come to take you, you're in the flesh. That's not born again. So Jesus was talking to him. Now Nicodemus came to him at night. Verse 2 This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher, come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. So he's already figured out. The other Pharisees never did. Most of them, they may have gotten saved, hopefully, prayfully, Um, when the book of Acts was mentioning that revival, so to speak. I really hate that term because the word "revivals" in there, but not in the sense that we're interpreting it today. It's interpreted we're reviving according to the flesh. I think in many cases, we're making the flesh feel good. When we use music to, instead of to lead us to God, instead to make our flesh tingly. If your flesh gets tingly, I'd probably leave out there because God, God's word is not here to tingle our flesh. He's here to prune, correct us, lift us up, remind us who we are in Christ Jesus, not outside Christ Jesus, you don't say, oh, good boy, good girl, you want to just, oh, you have good morals, and it came down to Kingdom morals, it came down to transform us into his image, none of these fleshy bodies are going to enter in the kingdom of heaven, none of these fleshy bodies are going to go, they're going to be changed. What they look like, we just know what Jesus looked like at the resurrection. But the Bible really doesn't describe, not accurate, not clearly, because we don't want. He doesn't want us to focus on afterwards, way down the line. He wants to focus on what he is calling each and every one of us to do now, from the moment we're born again. So Jesus answered, "Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God." Nicodemus said to him. Verse 4, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Verse 6, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. It's the yeah, we can go on out there in a second may but the born again. That's why you notice. I believe Satan has entered in to a lot of churches, um, led astray. A lot of leaders that haven't been focused on him, but focused on the flock. And yes, that is part of um, a shepherd's job an elder's job, a person's job. But when we focus all on doing our job and we forget to focus ourselves individually. On the Lord God And knowing Him And growing ourselves on Him We're opening ourselves up to um, Being led astray Back into the fleshly natures That's how you can see Leaders that go off Chasing after money Instead of chasing after God Um, When we're chasing after God That's like with Moses' first love Was to God It became that way He wanted to just know him, but he still had a call to lead a million or so people out of Egypt, out of the world's, at that time, world system, in towards the promised land. There would have been battles coming up. He had to prepare people to get ready to that. He had to lead them only on the word of God, and it was actually, when we actually started the scripture properly, it wasn't, it wasn't Moses leading him. It was actually God leading them by that pillar of fire and that cloud, uh, by there, the pillar of fire and night that kept them, kept the camp, protected them, uh, Set up, he set up for when he got there, you're gonna set up this kind of tent. That was only a shadow, what's to come. We are a wilderness, so to speak, now. We're not supposed to be part of this world system. John 17, in the Jesus' last prayer on this earth, back to the Father, back to himself. Um, the head of the Father, the head of the Godhead, because um, you got the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, as we all know. If you can't believe that one basic, then you don't believe in God. You don't know who true God is, but that's one basic. There too. Um, God did not come down. He didn't send. come down in the form of manifest himself in Jesus Christ just to keep us in the flesh. To you know, He came down to reconcile us. He came down to save us. He came down to put back in order God is Lord and savior when we're just preaching the gospel according to the flesh we say oh, well, if you just repeat after these words out there then God will be your, your Jesus to be your savior Jesus is not just savior he's king of kings Lord of lords he's Lord look at throughout all the New Testament after you know the four gospel lessons come Jesus, the time on earth, the four letters. Of, he is called Lord Jesus Christ. Actually, not too much in X. It basically starts his letter. It's God, God the Father, and Lord Jesus Christ. It don't say Savior Jesus Christ. Yes, that's correct. He's a Savior. Don't just look at John 3:16. Look at the rest. He didn't come down at that time to judge the earth. However, the wicked's already been judged. The lost has already been judged. We say you can't enter the kingdom of heaven by that way. So the first point. When God is softening the person's hearts by our prayers, through our prayers up to Him, we're listening to Him saying, pray for that person, pray for those people that you're going in there, pray for individually that I soften their hearts by the power of the Holy Spirit. He's still at work. He's at work trying to get the lost attention. He's not inside the lost. He has to come down. When we're born again. We're, he's cleansing us out. We're acknowledging we need Him. We've messed up. We sinned against Him. Whenever we sin, now as believers, whenever we stumble, it's always against God first. It may against somebody else down the line, which retribution as the kids may have, you know, proved it. God proved it through Him. It may case on that one. If we murder somebody, if we take a life. Then we're gonna to have to face the consequences. God allows that institution. I mean, we're gonna to have to turn ourselves in. We can't expect a God that's just to forgive us without consequences. So if you murdered somebody, don't think you're just gonna get away with it. You got a good lawyer. I said, you're gonna, once you get right with God, that's the first thing. Get right with God. Repent. That means turn from. You don't do it anymore. You're not gonna, you're not gonna to wanna to do it anymore. It's like 20 degrees gotta warm it up warm yourself physically up up 22 uh, but we gotta get to that point where we're born again what's happening is God's putting his spirit in us. that's like, okay your flesh is still there he's cleansed us out by his grace and his mercy he's washed us clean by his shed blood oh thank you for that blood I got happy for a second dude um, permanently happy he's washed us clean he's cleansed us out it's like it's like we take a bath every morning, take a shower every morning, uh, hopefully. Uh, I really don't want to get in there if you don't. I'm just kidding. Love you. But he cleanses out but it's more than that. Now it's born again. He's he's coming down, he's residing in us. Yes. Believers, if you're a genuine believer, Jesus Christ lives lives in you. Spirit by the Spirit. The Holy Spirit got the whole Godhead. God himself lives inside of you. And he's at that point continued to Renovate, so to speak, for the lack of a better term. Not just renovate, but he's, he's cleansing his apartment out, his dwelling out, his temple. That's now the temple. And then he still can't live. And, well, he lives in my pasture. I said to myself, there's not one human born-again vessel that God can just live in because you can't contain him. Look around this, what he created. He didn't, he didn't necessarily create. Matter of fact, he didn't create... Physical, big, nice, overpriced buildings so the builder and the developer can line their pockets for themselves. So they can have a lifestyle, they can maneuver, so the government officials that are not of God can line their pockets with higher taxes and sewer water rates. That was a cut to heart for somebody. That needs to get right with God. There's a repentance that needs to sweep, and every government official across this nation to stop moving things, doing things according to Antichrist, the spirit of the incoming spirit of Antichrist, which First John says is the the spirit of Antichrist that came out from us. It's Satan's spirit that's moving, because Satan is also spirit. He's not flesh. It's like the angels were never flesh. He was an angel of God until he wanted to be God. It was a fight and he got thrown out. And he took a third of heaven. That means he took a third of the other angels with him that agreed with him. How many people, every single day, we can see people being swept away by the spirit of day It's ministers, it's leaders, it's elders, it's brothers and sisters that... If we know that we're right, with, well, if you are right with God, you're not going to go very far away. But it's us that when we see that happening, we got to go to them. Those that already have a rapport, a friendship with them. That is our calling. Also, that's our job. God is putting, trying to put in the spirit of somebody. When you see somebody going astray, you you drop what you're doing. You go to that brother. You go to that sister. And you say, why are you over there? Why did you buy that when God didn't tell you to? Why did you waste God's money? That's okay. God wants to restore you. Let's pray. Let's pray right now. Ask God, seek God, seek His face. Lead Him back into fellowship with God. Restore them. A brother or sister that does that, that stops looking at self and goes at them, go out and get them. Don't just say, well, I'm too busy. Let somebody else do that. If we're too busy, we're doing something God doesn't want us to do. We may not be born again in the Spirit. I have to say that because none of us, there's not a man or woman alive that can see inside somebody's heart to know if they've been born again or not. We can say, well, we got the fruits of the Spirit. Not all of them fruits will exhibit themselves. If they're going through a winter season where God is doing a deep cleansing, a deep pruning, look at Hebrews chapter 4, chapter 12. Okay, I gotta go. Uh, the word of God cuts, it divides me, or it divides the flesh. He prunes us. Romans chapter twelve and one. We give ourselves to Him. We're giving ourselves to God. To be born again. He's putting the Spirit in us, but He's changing us. If we buy a house, if we rent a house or an apartment, we're gonna go in there, and I'm even though we're gonna trust that they cleaned it, but we're still gonna go in there and clean it again out there, you know. The way we want, we're gonna organize it. If we have to paint something, rent and we ask permission, can we paint it? Yeah, let me see the paint chips. Yeah, okay, it's a neutral paint. Yeah, okay, you can do it. Okay. Uh, because trust me, they're gonna use the cheapest paint possible. Most of, most of them now are not, most landlords now or owners now are not fearing God. They don't have that reverential fear of God in there. They're just gonna cover up what was in there. They're, they're, the majority of them are not gonna fix what's wrong, they're just gonna cover it up. So they can make it look good, religious leaders are doing that the same thing that's the thing with the uh a sinner's prayer, which is nowhere in scripture. This has been spoken before it needs to be heard before it's too late because God can come and remove can you stick, remove a minister from a ministry if they won't get right with God. Um who so remove that from them, and he'll give the sheep to somebody who's actually gonna care. When you're born again, if you're a leader, an elder, whether you're a pastor or just an elder or a deacon, your job, you are con, You're born again. You go after the members when they are going astray. Sheep do have a tendency of doing their own thing. They're going astray. You know, I heard a teaching one time that sheep are actually basically dumb. I've actually seen two sheep. Rudy and Odie were the names, by the way. Um, They're actually intelligent to a point. They get that instinct, but yeah, they can be led astray. They can follow somebody if they just have food. If they have something that will nourish them, they can be led astray. But when it comes to calling, when they hear the voice, yes. When a farmer (coughs) that has different animals is out there, they will somehow recognize the influx of your voice. Now, they don't listen as to humans because they're animals, but there's some kind of a tone. That they—they that I don't fully understand, but somehow they will. Uh, they do listen. Like those two, Rudy and Odie, knew us that were born, the fetus, and knew us that were over that farm. They were all over that organization, they knew us board members would come out there. They knew that we caretaked them. They knew we loved them. Uh, we would feed them. If we got a cold spell coming in, we brought them in. We put them into the barn out there so we gave them extra hay or whatever. Now they, uh, you figure sheep would have that extra. Uh, cold out of them out there, you're, yeah, that's usually most of the case out there, but you can still put them in where if you know that's a windy air, and it's going to get colder, that's what a shepherd does, it's a shepherd, you make sure you go to when they're stumbling, they're there to answer the phone, they're there to pray, they're there to uh, cough, when you're born again, what what is happening now at that point, God comes inside of us, and he's pouring himself out, he's filling us up with himself, he's pushing out whatever's in the way, He'll prune. He'll cut. He'll, if there's a cancer in there, he'll remove it. Our cancer could be anything that's of the world that we bring in a little bit to the body because God takes us as we are, but he doesn't leave us as we were. He's transforming us into his image, not ours. We're not going to look like me. We're not going to look like you. We're not going to look like him. We're not going to look like her. We're not going to look like ourselves when we get to heaven. When either God calls us home and the end of our life comes up or the rapture occurs and he takes us home out of the way. Whichever comes first, whatever comes next in your life. If you're older, it may be that you may draw your last breath. If you're born again, you're going home. Uh, he just, Jesus is going to take you home. You're going from one place to the other. Your work here is done. Hopefully, uh, you fulfilled it. You didn't call it, get caught up on worldly endeavors. But when you're born again, so if you're a fellow minister, stop preaching, just repeat after the sinner's prayer. When God's spirit is so moving upon you to say, I don't think I write with God. Will you pray with me? Yes, we can pray. We don't suggest a prayer. We says, "Well, Romans 10:9 and 10, 10, says, believe in the Lord, confess with your mouth and believe with your heart. That heart is cardier. It means whole being. It's not just that red little blood pumping organ inside of us. It's our whole emotional being, our whole mindset. It's where every decision comes from. We make decisions based on the emotions from our flesh and natures. But now we make it based on the word of God. It's God speaking with us and saying, it will slowly bring us into it. He's not going to force us to be born again. We can come in and preach a strong message that will convict people, that will so move people, but if it just, if it just moves their flesh, if it just cuts their flesh like Judas is scary, realize I messed up, but he didn't go to God. He went to a religious leaders. We say, well, let's go to God right now. If somebody comes to you, is that, uh that those words just say, right, go and open up the word of God. That's what we should do. We sit down with them. We open up the Bible, whether it's on our phones or otherwise. You got nations, if you're in a nation that, you know, the government's, um, the government, the Satan's Antichrist government the system has outlawed the Word of God, yes, that's happening and that's going to happen here. We can't, well, we're, we're also not supposed to go to the government when we get persecuted. Jesus said, oh, go run to the government, go run to your politician. Go get them to implement a law. No, what we're doing is telling them, you know, force people to come to Christianity. Constantine tried that, and he failed in Constantinople because he tried to create a government forcing people into Christianity. God doesn't force people to himself. He wants, people, he wants sons and daughters to willing to come to him. However, he does allow circumstances to come into play that will show people show people the wickedness. He'll put people in our path before we're born again that are filled with himself. John sixteen reminds why the Holy Spirit is in us. Or the whole God and actually the Holy Spirit is to convict the world of sin. It's not the uh, world as in the earth or as the US, it's the people. Convict those that the lost around you of that they are sinner. Jesus is the righteous one. We're not the righteous ones. Even when we don't speak. So if we're truly not speaking, if people are not getting cut to the heart, if people are still cussing, you know, they'll talk to their friends and we're nearby and they're saying, you know, they're talking about their boyfriend. And they just make mention that, you know, when we woke up when we woke up in the morning. After we went out for breakfast. That automatically said right there. That you slept with somebody outside of marriage. You had sex outside of marriage. By doing that. We just slapped God right in the face. Saying I don't believe in you. We're doing it before God. He saw and heard the whole thing. And he wasn't pleased with it. First. When we do that. I know I had to do that. We praise God that he didn't take us out. He didn't cause us to die. Because if we would have died at that moment having sex outside of marriage, we would walk up in hell. We would uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, there'd be an uh-oh, all right. But God doesn't want that. He'll put people in our path. Most of the time, the religious leaders, God even says in his word, Jesus said through his word, his own word, just says, you will send the prophets. You were send Moses and the prophets. They believed in Moses. Moses preached the word of God. That's it. He taught it. He led it. He spoke it. Did he mess up? Oh, yeah. I was that one. David messed up. He said, David. That's just like, only said God's way, the right way. When they stumbled, he had to repent before God and he repented before the people. There was quanta in it. Yes, always. Whenever we sin against God, those kind of questions may just be minor. It may just be, confess me, go and ask forgiveness. I've already softened their heart that they're going to receive it. I said, I'm stupid. <laughs> I'm a moron. I said, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have acted like that. That wasn't who I am. I said, I apologize to you. I sinned against God I sinned against you. You've gone right with God and I'm going to go right with the person. They may not receive it. If they're lost, they may or may not. If we pray and ask God for favor out there He's giving us favor, they're going to receive it. And the girl says, hmm. And Then they're going to see a pattern. They're going to say, every time we mess up, I'm not saying purposely mess up, so God's grace can show there. No. Uh, but every time we mess up, he gets right with God and he gets right. I says, there is something different. But, they should feel, the law should automatically feel a bit uncomfortable cussing, a bit uncomfortable of uh, the power, being power hungry if they're a leader or trying to get their own way, trying to be selfish. They should be cut to the heart the moment we enter the room. There should be an uneasiness and sense there. when we properly saw God. We spend time with Him. We allow Him to cleanse us out of the world. Every night we need to be going home, if we work days, every morning if we work nights, or whichever the case may be, wherever God would have you at that particular time. We need to automatically go home, get on our knees before God says, God. I'm in the world. And I need to be washed off. I need I need the world stuff washed off. I may before I go to sleep. I need to let the Lord cleanse me right now. I may just be quick cleansing because uh, we don't get tired. He can even do it while we're asleep. Um, God, because God can still work. He doesn't sleep. He sees because his he's not within the realms of time. He'll work through that. Obviously, we only have a short time down here. If we're just all about making money, we're not serving God. We may not even be born again. That's a second Corinthians thirteen five. Uh or that's a Psalm one thirty nine, twenty three and twenty four. Ask God to search you, see if there's anything in you. What needs to be removed? There's always something to be removed. That's the sanctification process. So those that are hearing false teachers and they are false teachers to say, Oh no, God just wants to keep it like that. You know, God didn't remove nothing from us. I just not right away. But he's transforming us, he's removing anything. Uh run from those teachers. They're false teachers. They don't line up scripture. You can always make scripture uh the devil can always make scripture um say what he wants it to say. So again, are you born again? The Jesus in spirit coming to you, the Jesus himself coming to you, or were you just did he just cleanse you because you wanted him you repeated a sin of prayer? Are you truly born again? Did He come in and dwell? In, is He living and dwelling in you, Pruning and transforming you, as Romans twelve one and two tell us? Or are you just doing stuff according to religious teaching, religious doctrine? You know, is there a leader over you that's only teaching you about the flesh to do what? To go ahead, you know, see that the God wants you to have all these nothing. God wants you to have that. That ain't even a scripture. He may or may not, but that that's not even a scripture. That's the devil twisting scripture. Be born again today. Ask Jesus to come in and be Lord and Savior. To come in and correct you. To come in and yes, yeah, save you. To come in and be Lord and be Savior. Be Lord of your household. Be Lord over your job, pl- your workplace. Be Lord over your business. In that case, be Lord over your ministry if you're a minister. You know, to set back His order again. He's Lord. He's God. He's Savior. Put back the fear of the Lord within you and us. Uh, And even me, we should actually periodically go to him and ask that, uh, to Lord. It's just, have I gone astray? Has I gone to fresh? So just think that, are you born again? Or as Jesus is cleansed, cleansed you out as that warning, um, kicked out the demons, but we never invited him. We never gave him possession of. our bodies, of, our, of these temples, temporary temples, dwelling places. Um, we didn't give him possession over everything because he owns everything anyways. We're stewards. He's going to take it all, but he's going to come back and look at it judge judges and say, okay, how did you steward what I gave you? I gave you that extra money to bless others. Did you bless others or did you store it away for yourself? He already knows the answer, but he wants us to come to him willingly, not as a wrong kind of fear. He wants us to come before him, stillness, and says, Lord, I messed up. As He's going to show what he'll show. He has, he will show us something if there is something. I said, I don't know. I'm not God. So. But we are gonna have something in us, we say. We're coming out of the world system. He now takes us out of the world, and he brings us, he seats us in him in heavenly places. We're in his throne room spiritually, physically we're still down here. We're no longer of this world. That's what Satan don't like. Because now we've been born again. Jesus living inside. He's gonna come at us. We're no longer his. God taking us away from uh his. we're no longer of this world we're in it we have responsibilities we make money we pay our taxes period end of story don't look for deductions so we can pay less in taxes don't look for loopholes just so we can keep more of the money are we keeping it for ourselves now they're misusing it stewardship wise God's going to deal with that one in a lot more rougher way than he's going to deal with us that says what is he showing you that's you're holding on to that he just wants you to release it. What do you have in your hand? We have to be looking at what stronghold? What are you dwelling in? Like and the dwelling may not be a physical house. What is thing that's holding you back to? Walking in for what he's called you to do. To going where he's called you to go. Ow. I got cut to the head. Thank you for listening. Seek God with all that's in you. Love the Lord like God. Ask Jesus to save you, to rescue you, to come in and be Lord, to take you. He's showing you that you're not right in yourself. He's showing you you need Him as Lord and Savior. You need Him over everything. Make Him Lord. make Him Lord over your family, over your children. If you're married, over your spouse. If your husband's going astray, if he's not making enough money, let go. Let Lord. Let Jesus Christ be Lord over that. You're gonna find out. I'm like stupid. I'm trying to put burdens on my husband when I'm not doing it myself. I'm putting trying to burdens on him. It's like, it may be you need to get rid of that house to get a smaller one. If you're in that much debt, God can deliver you of that. It may not be in the way you expect it. <laughs> it may not be in the way you want it. God's going to do what He wants to do. He's going to do it the right way. He's going to do it for our help, not our destruction. God wants us to go to heaven. He wants us to be stored. So begin your intimate relationship with Father God. Yes, we can do that. Religiously, leaders won't tell you we can do that. He wants you to be intimate with Him. Spend time with Him. Get alone with Him. Open His Word. Pray, God, I want to know you. Let Him... Put in you a hunger to know Him, to know His voice, to only listen to Him. In Jesus' name, love you.